Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And we are joined by David Bellaw. David Bellaw is a secretary or a candidate for Secretary of State. David, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Noah, thank you so much for having me on today. Yeah, again, it's great. We had you on a what, couple about what four or five months ago. Now we got you in person live. So I guess really I would be suffice if we didn't talk about Stacey Abrams' best friend getting that job in Fulton County. You want to explain that a little bit more for people listening? Oh my gosh! So you know Fulton County, of course, uh, Georgia. Ground zero uh, for election fraud. Uh, much of the mistrust in Georgia elections, of course, falls at the feet of Brad Raffensperger. But really, uh, so much of the issue uh, is really about Fulton County. Uh, you know, they, uh, among within Fulton County, you have a hundred and three percent of uh, eligible voters are registered to vote. Uh, and in Fulton County, you have a thousand voters on the rolls that have either a UPS store, a post office, or a vacant lot listed as their primary address. And so when we look at the issues, whether it's the suitcase issue at the State Farm Arena, whether it's the uh, drop boxes that don't have proper chain of custody or surveillance, with all that in the mix, with all that being the picture, Fulton County decides to extend literally a middle finger to Georgia voters and hires Stacey Abrams lobbyist uh, to be its head of elections. And so uh, Fulton County has made its position clear. Now, what you're going to see, the legislature has been pushing uh, with Senate Bill 202 to to make Fulton County the first use of um, the performance review, which ultimately will lead to the state appointing the head of elections uh, to get it on the right track so uh, there's still hope in that, but uh, obviously Fulton County is doubling down and then doubling down on that as well. So I guess when you talk about Raffensperger going down to Georgia, now you're being for serious. And for those of you who don't know, you got to look at that video. Uh, it's a great video. Um, so what do you, obviously, so this is something that, if I'm correct, this is something that the the county commissioners of Fulton County had to approve or the Board of Elections? Yes, yeah, so the the, uh, the Board of Elections for Fulton County is the one who actually voted on it. Uh, I would imagine that the uh, – now, I mean, some of those county commissioners are, are good folks. That, um, Wait, you're from that county. I'm so. from – yeah, I, I live in Fulton County, unfortunately. Yes, yeah, so Alpharetta is my home, uh, and Alpharetta would love to be in a different county, but we are in Fulton uh, But you've got a couple of uh, – two, three Republicans in on that commission. Obviously, we're outnumbered. Uh, yeah, there's three Republicans on there, um, and uh, they're 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 doing their best to try to hold the line, but they're outnumbered. Um, but yes, yeah, so so the but the Fulton County Board of Elections did vote to put uh, Kathy uh, Woolard uh, in that position, which uh, again is just kind of you know I, I think is more of a statement than anything else, and it's not a good one. No, well, it's a, it's a good statement for the left, not a good statement for the right. So I guess obviously there's not a lot we can do about that. 
um, besides elect Republicans, but with all with everything in the office, that'll be harder. And I think we can support, you know, certainly with, um, in Georgia, um, I think we can support the efforts of our of our Republican legislators as they go through this performance review process because they're going to take a lot of flack. This has never been done before so what in you, Georgia. So performance review, explain that for people who have no idea. Because I, I mean, I'm not very smart. I have no idea what that means. Explain well, it, that it, it doesn't. It's not a matter of intelligence. It's just a matter of, of you know, Senate Bill 202, which is brand new. It was just signed into law this year. Um, has a provision, uh, a much needed provision, I might say, that allows when you have a county that's not running their elections well, because that affects everybody, affects the entire state. When you have a county that's not doing it well, you initiate this process called performance review in which the, essentially you're looking at how they handle ballots, how they handle their elections, how they handle uh, the chain of custody issues, and ultimately a decision is made by the State Board of Elections uh, and if they decide that it's not being run to, and I don't know what the metrics are, to be honest, but if it's not being run in a fair and secure way, they put a temporary head of elections that would report essentially to the General Assembly uh, over that county board until uh, until such time they can right the ship, so to speak. And that in Fulton County is, is rightfully so at the top of that list. And uh, th- that, that process has already been initiated. I imagine this Kathy Woolard hiring is somewhat of a response to that. Yeah, I, I would say probably. I mean, yeah, I guess I, I should probably look more into that because it's like, well, if you're going to complain after the election, what really matters? Because um, the election's already over. Um, yeah, I think SB202 is a great first step. I think that we definitely need to do I, I didn't like the Dropbox provision being technically added. I mean, that's really, unless there's there's no security on it. I know in Florida you have to, like, scan your ID and then it opens. But, I mean, your, your campaign manager, Taylor, could just take my ballot and throw it in and just say he's me. They'd have no idea. The Dropbox was a, it was an overreach by Brad from the beginning. Um, and then it got codified in Senate Bill 202. The good news about Senate Bill 202 is it doesn't leave it where it was left. Uh, it essentially uh, takes the drop boxes and requires that they be moved indoors uh, into the early voting facilities, and they are only available during those early voting hours. Uh, so it's better. Uh, but what you just mentioned, uh, you know, when I was on the uh, election uh, uh, confidence task force for the state of Georgia and the Republican Party, uh, one of the things that we looked at was Florida's use of drop boxes. And if you're going to have a drop box, they have it right. Uh, you know, we, we give them a lot of grief for the hanging chads of 2000, but they have come a long way and really are a model uh, in many ways in terms of their election integrity efforts. And they do. They have a drop box that essentially works like an ATM. You, you come up to the drop box, you put your driver's license in, and then you put the ballots that you are, are submitting and it ties it to that driver's license. That's great especially in Georgia. So Georgia, you're only supposed to be able to put ballots in the drop box for your immediate family. Uh, if you've got 50 people in your immediate family, that's, uh, that's a question. I mean, <laughs> it's not, it's not very common. So those are things that the patterns that you can see and look at, uh, if you go to a Florida system with respect to the drop box. Yeah. There's some about them people in Florida. They're normally pretty crazy. They're not good drivers, but <laughs> I guess they got elections figured out. So I know one big thing that you've been pushing that I kind of got behind is a paper ballot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying, Oh, that's going to take us back to the dark ages. We're going to, why ruin technology? You kind of just want to talk about why you support, you know, the paper ballot. Yeah, and, and as a as a preface, you know, I, I was mayor of of what was what is the technology city of the South, Alpharetta. So I'm not against technology, uh, but what I am definitely for is, is creating the most secure system that we can all be confident in. And it's not taking us to the dark ages. Thirty five states. 
across the country uh, use paper ballots with electronic tabulation. Florida, Texas, South Carolina, this isn't even the small states. It's, it's 35 states, and, and some are Republican, some are Democrat. Um, and I do believe that we, you know, regardless of what you think of Dominion, there are some uh, that think Dominion is, is 100% straight up. There are some that think Dominion is 100% corrupt. Here's the thing. We're never going to have 100% of Republicans feel confident in that system. And, it's, and trust is just as important as security. And so my opinion is, look, there, even if we took the machines and broke them apart and proved either they're fallible or infallible, it doesn't matter we are suppressing the vote when we have a system that people don't feel confident in and they don't believe can be fair. No, I think you're right. I think that going for, who who negotiates that contract with was would that be the Secretary of State's office or who It would be the Secretary of State's office and the State Board of Elections uh, and you know I do think that there may be and I haven't seen this contract uh, with with Dominion. I think that we we, we you know as the attorney in me says, "Hey, let's look at the contract. Let's right. see if they have faithfully performed." I know one of the requirements that we've been told uh, is that it was not supposed to have any internet capability these machines. Uh, and I've been also information has come out that that perhaps they do. Uh, I'm not, I have not personally examined the machines and so I can't personally testify to that. But, um, the point is, is that we need to just, we need to look at the contract. If we can get out of it and, 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 uh, and, and get some of our money back, then fantastic. But at the minimum, you know, to me, the voter confidence issue is well worth that pursuit, well worth that trail. Right. I know that a couple of state house members I've talked to, they've said, you know, obviously Georgia policies accept the lowest possible bid. Mm-hmm. pretty much no matter what. I thought about putting something in and just giving them crayons and Scantron paper. <laughs> I mean, $100,000, I'll make my money back. But what I guess is Dominion didn't include the fact that you had to buy those big inkjet things. So once you factored that in, it became more. So I know there some people are looking at that. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Um, I think that moving forward, next contract, I don't know. I think they only have like a three-year contract. We There should be a provision put in that basically says – at any point, if there's distrust in the system, whatever, that, that that's a reason to leave the contract. Because you're 100% right. And let's be honest, why do you think Democrats don't care? It's because Republicans are the ones right now who are like, I'm not going to go vote on Dominion. I've heard it. I know you've heard it. Um, so I think that provision definitely should be added. And if you think about it, we already have pretty much a paper ballot system. We're just too lazy to count it. Well, and, and true, the, the other thing, at a minimum, and, and you know, because it, you know, the it's going to take quite an effort to, to be honest with you, to ditch Dominion, even though I certainly favor that. But at a minimum, uh, those ballots that print out, in other words, you you, you enter the system in, uh, your vote in, and it prints out the ballot, and the voter is to then review uh, the selections they made to make sure they're on that paper. The problem is the scanning technology that we currently use doesn't look at what you're looking at. It takes that QR code that's on there, and it determines that. Now, what's the point of visual verification if the machine is going to read something different anyway? And so I think that, you know there are steps that we can take to try to win back confidence, even if we can't get everything in one swoop. Um, and I think we need to be seriously uh, and, and adamantly looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, I've taken them. I mean, Scantron tests, that's basically the same technology. It seems, seems pretty simple to me. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, th- I know that's um, – I was talking to Representative Singleton about it because he just signed on to that, that suit – basically saying that what you just said, there's, you know, you can read it, but how do we know what that QR code says? Right. Um, so that just becomes very interesting. I don't know. Do you think anything will come of that suit? I know you are a lawyer. I don't know if you've looked at the suit that voter GA is bringing against dominion and 
I haven't looked at that suit uh, specifically, so I, I couldn't comment on that. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad to see people uh, you know making that stand uh, and taking it into the courts. Courts is still you know a valid line of defense, and we need to be using it. No, I think you're 100 right. I think it's one of our. It was put there for a reason. It's one of the last stands. They don't have to worry about getting reelected. Well, state of Georgia, I guess, have to worry about getting reelected. But it's not one of those positions that I, it's pretty much a lifetime appointment. Nobody ever runs against these people. Um, so we, we've touched on the paper ballots. We've touched on that. Uh, I know. I don't know if you've looked at this. I know Arizona has said that their reports for their forensic audit will be coming out in next, about a week from today. Uh, do you think we'll uncover anything there? You know, do you think we'll ever get one of the 2020 election in Georgia? I know a lot of people support it. What do you, what do you think about all that? Well, I, I, th- I'm, I like to see, you know, the audits I need, I want Georgia to do more and I'll mention that in just a moment, but, uh, we're actually kind of you know, right now there's a lawsuit in Fulton County, um, and, uh, the, uh, to, to have a forensic audit on those ballots. I fully support that. Um, that is again, using the courts to get what, you know, to, to, to basically, accomplish what in this case the the executive and, and the legislative has been un, unable to accomplish with respect to that but that is to essentially we need to force the situation to have an uh, opportunity to look at those ballots directly and determine you know whether these are legit or not it just it's it's a question that the public has a right to know um that we are at advantage in fulton county uh, relative to Arizona in that, uh, as I understand it, there are only two potential um, papers uh, that could have been used. One is issued by the Secretary of State, which in, uh, uh, coincidentally comes out of Arizona called Runback. Run I think it's Runback or Runback. I think it's Runback. But um, And then the other is one that Fulton County uh, generated for, for their own ballots. And so if it's not one of those two papers, then we know that it's 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 a fraud. Uh, Arizona, as I understand, each individual precinct, I believe, had their own paper acquisition. So it's not as uh, easy because you have a lot more variables in, in terms of what would be an, uh, an authenticated paper. Uh, that being said, I, I'm not intimately involved, uh, obviously, in that. So I, it'd be, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of that. Uh, I do believe that uh, there, there should be easier uh, to discern that in Fulton County. I think you're right. I you run in, you run in, I, I think you run into issues when you let a higher government control everything, but you also run into issues when you let the lower government control everything. You know, like you said, every precinct, I mean, there's probably thousands of precincts within Arizona, if not tens of thousands. We run into some issues there. Um, I think it would be very, very nice to look at it. And then I, I know there's other parts, you know, to the Secretary of State's office. It's not just voter integrity. Obviously, that's just a big thing. Is there anything right. else, you know, kind of about that that you want to? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, the Secretary of State's office, um, you know, everyone now, I would say when I ran uh, and was in the runoff with Brad last time, uh, not everybody knew what Secretary of State's office did. Uh, in fact, Brad's campaign uh, that he uh, on his television commercials talked about human trafficking. Uh, he talked about money laundering uh, and he talked about the opioid crisis, uh, just really playing on people's ignorance of the office, to be honest with you. And he got elected. Um, but now we are well aware that Secretary of State's office handles elections, and we recognize the importance of that job. It is, I tell people it's the worst job in politics, but right now it's the most important one. But in addition to that, that's just one of the divisions. You know, the Secretary of State in Georgia is over elections, corporations, securities, licensing, uh, charities. Uh, and then there's a bunch of smaller uh, things that have just over the years kind of ended up in the Secretary of State's office because nobody else knew where to put it. Um, but there's the, the same failure of leadership that's affecting elections 
is also affecting the other boards and specifically licensing. Um, you've got you know about 43 boards that are covered by the Secretary of State Professional Licensing Boards. Uh, and two of the biggest ones really want out. You've got the nursing board and you've got the engineering board um, that basically feel that their uh, level of contribution versus their level of service uh, to the Secretary of State's office, they're just not getting their money. Uh, money's worth. And so they want out. They want to run their own board. Uh, and I, I, quite frankly, I don't blame them, but it's it's getting worse. And you've got uh, an instant, in, uh, insufficient number of investigators, an insufficient process. Um, and so you're seeing that. And that's, like I said, that's not going to make the news. It's not going to be front page. It's not going to be national news. Uh, but bad leadership has consequences. Yeah. So I, I wanted to show you this because I came across this the other day. And I just want you to, to react to this is what Brad Rapsberger posted back in 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm looking at a, a, a graphic that has uh, John Barrow, Nancy Pelosi, and Stacey Abrams, and it says, uh, don't let liberal Democrats steal Georgia's elections. Well, it's good advice, Brad. Um, <laughs> I wish you had taken it. Yeah, I, I um, saw that the other day, and I was like, wow. Yeah. I have friends who work in that office, and I really do feel bad for them. Well, and it, there's a lot of good people who, and, and who were in that office, and I presume there's still some good people in there, and and they are they are becoming the victims of what has been described by many as a toxic environment. Um, and I'm not going to get too deep into that, but but it starts at the top. Uh, that's not the only where where place that's coming from within that office, uh, but the people who are creating that toxic environment are there at his behest. Yeah, I think we also run into problems when you go when when, when you get elected and you go, oh, you re, you helped me get elected. You should be the deputy. You should be you should have all these important positions because you know it's important that people who help you get elected, you know, the, you know they're your trusted allies, but they're also it's like, are they qualified at the same? Well, time? Well, a better strategy is to get people in the room who are smarter than you. I mean, it's That's important. not hard for me. <laughs> but I mean, you, you know, when when I was running the city of Alpharetta. We were blessed. Um, I had a city administrator who handled the day-to-day operations and knew how to get the right people in the room to figure out how we make a vision come into reality. We had department heads in community development and finance and public safety and parks and rec. Uh, Every time we wanted to get something done, we had good, solid people that knew how to do it and had the expertise. And that's what you need in the Secretary of State's office. This this isn't a job for, you know, someone who's trying to figure it out. You need a job, you know, that has, you've got someone who has that leadership expertise all the way down uh, that complements the organization, and that's a big part of leadership. No, I think I think you're 100 percent right. And now, I guess two weeks ago tomorrow, we were both speaking at the same event up in uh, LJ, Georgia. I think it was LJ. It was in the middle of Fan- Fanning County. I think it is. I think it was Gilmer County. Oh, I'm not sure. Gilmer. What oh. was it? Was it Gilmer County, Mr. Manager? It was Gilmer County. Oh, Gilmer. So, uh, I asked you then. I said, "Do you have a score protection?" And you were pretty close. You said by six. It was by seven. So. You know, tomorrow we take on our first SEC opponent, the South Carolina Gamecocks. <laughs> Go dogs! Any any thought processes there? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they, I say by eighty. I think we win by eighty. I don't think we win by eighty. Um, you're not you're a dog fan, okay? We but, win every game by eighty. <laughs> hey, Nick Saban, we're winning by eighty. Yeah, um, but I, I would I, my my prediction on this, I I would say we get. Uh, I'd say it's over over thirty two. Um, I, I think will be the spread. The, I, should buy, I should buy the spread then. I should yes, buy. I think so. Well, you know who, who South Carolina is starting a quarterback. They're it, starting like a graduate assistant. or something. I love that like story. That. I love. I mean, he's doing good. I know. He threw I, four touchdowns in his opener. I love that. That's everybody's dreams. Like, hey, you, you can throw. Get on in there. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you're just standing. You know, you win the secretary of state bid. You're standing on the sideline because you're an alumni, and then you see Kirby go. 
Where, where's Bell Owl? He didn't use his eligibility in college. Put him in at safety. Well, I know there was times in my high school we we joked. I was in the band, and we thought, man. Were you in the band? What did you play? I played saxophone. I was in the Redcoat band, too, by the way. And, uh, Why don't you mention that? Uh, but uh, the uh, the being in the band in our particular high school years, I thought, well, you know what? If they just let the, the football team come up here and, and bang a couple of drums and let the band go in there, not only will we do better, but we got a lot more depth. <laughs> now, I, I, our band – uh, at my high school, that's a big high school. I'm sure yours was too. You're from Atlanta. Uh, actually, Gainesville. 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 Sorry, my high school sorry. had a class. We had a class of about 120 to 140. I don't know the exact number, but it was a small class. Well, we had like 600. So yeah, our band was quite big. One time they they said that that what they do was harder than what we do, and I was like, maybe in terms of choreography, but we're running 102 degree heat for two a day. So yeah. so you said by 32. So if you're listening, David Bell Isle says bet the over. And then donate your winnings to the campaign. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I, I say go dogs. Is that legal? Is that legal to say? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. I'm staying out of that. That's legal. We'll take that back. We'll walk that back. Um, but seriously, you know, thank you, you know, for coming on. We got a few more minutes before we gotta, you know, run some ads so we can make some money. Um, is there anything you want to leave, you know, with with the listeners? Yeah, uh, you know, one of the things, you know, when we were when I was running last time, there were four candidates, uh, and all of us had. You know, roughly the opinion that election integrity was important, and we all had different plans. But in the, in the end, we ended up with someone who who only could give voice to that. In other words, they only had the opinion that election integrity is important. And here we are making the decision again, and we can't afford to get it wrong twice. And so, what I say, look, when you make your determination as to who should be your next secretary in state in Georgia, it's not enough to know the plan. Although I think we have a really good plan and the best plan. What you really need to be focused on is how. How does a person in that office get the job done? You know, do they have the executive experience? Do they know how to cast a vision? Do they know how to get people on board that don't have to be on board with that plan? That's what you need to be looking at. Right now, you've got an existing secretary of state that needs to go. You've got a congressman whose best quality is the ability to condemn a crisis. But what we need is an executive leader who can cast a vision and get people behind that vision and take us where we need to be, which is fair, secure elections and winning back trust in Georgia. So I also I saw that there is a, a petition going around uh, to recall Brad Raffensperger. Is it fair to say that you'll probably sign on to that petition if it comes across your desk? Well, I would love to recall Brad Raffensperger. The law, unfortunately, that won't allow us to do that. We're going to do it regardless. He yeah. didn't follow the law. We right. didn't <laughs> but I, I, no, I, I fully support it. Um, the, it, it, is a, it is a huge hill. Um, and by the time it would got, get done, we can we can vote him out of office. But yeah, that being right. said, if we could, you know, if I could push a button and recall him, we would. I tell you, know, people ask me all the time. They say, "Aren't you glad you're not Secretary of State?" And I was like, "Heck no! I wish I had been Secretary of State." And I think most of Georgia wishes I had been Secretary of State because we would not be in this mess. Yeah, well, hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, David, thank you so much. Tell hey, people where you. they where they can find you so they can you know yeah their their their. their uh, fantasy winnings to you <laughs> well check us out and we would love for you to donate uh it is david bell isle and bell isle is just b-e-l-l-e-i-s-l-e so david com. easy to find and uh, we'd love your support stay in contact with us if i can answer any questions i'm easy to find thanks so much appreciate Thank it, you you are tuning in to the left's youngest nightmare on the radio no- for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.